Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. There have been a number of significant developments on the gay marriage issue this past week, and as I said at the top of the program, I'm wondering now if it's time to put this question. Are we seeing the beginning of the end of the issue in Australia? Signs that for those opposing gay marriage, the issue is now on its way to being lost. This week's developments, there have been many. First New Zealand legalised gay marriage, the 13th country to do so. It triggered, of course, much debate in Australia. With that, the New South Wales Premier Barry O'Farrell announced his support for gay marriage, that his views have been, to quote him, evolving. He's joined a range of politicians who are changing their minds. WA's Colin Barnett uh, doesn't support gay marriage but is now supporting a conscious vote. When Tony Abbott also, over the last couple of days, opened the door to a conscience vote, the possibility of it, on the issue in the Coalition Party room after the next election. If that happens, assuming he wins the election, all the polls say he will, and with a new Labor leader keen to start afresh, all that's likely to advance the issue in Canberra much further than it has to date. I've actually never been convinced that Julia Gillard's heart was in her opposition to gay marriage. I also think once it shifted from gay marriage to, quote, marriage equality, how can politicians and lots of members of the public, how can they not support equality? We had the American President Barack Obama declaring his support uh, for it in his, in his election last year. The way I see it, the dominoes are falling. I wonder if you're feeling like that. I wonder how you're feeling. We'd like to have an open house conversation. I think at this quite significant time tonight, one three hundred forty twenty twenty. Maybe you're deeply alarmed at how this is travelling. Maybe you're changing your mind. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you're at this stage wanting it all to just go away. Put your head in the sand. Believe me, it won't go away. Let us know how you're feeling. one three hundred forty twenty twenty. Now the Council of Churches is fighting on urging Tony Abbott to keep the conscience vote and the calling on church leaders and church members to contact local federal MPs and senators to see where they stand on this before the election. Council of Churches President is Ross Clifford and he joins us now on Open House. Ross, good evening. Good evening, Lee. Thanks very much for joining us, Ross. Ross, are you sensing a shift in this that, in my words, the dominoes look like they are starting to fall? Look, Lee, there is certainly a shift and whether the dominoes fall or not or start to fall is really dependent on how people respond to this. I mean, politicians are going to really be, you know, gauge their response, you know, to how the public responds to them. And I really think it's absolutely important for those who do not support gay marriage to be out there talking to their local members, talking to their senators, federal members of parliament, and encouraging them uh, to stand firm and they're entitled to ask how are they going to vote because as you rightly say it is very evident there will be a conscience vote after this election as Tony Abbott seems to be wavering. Probably in both parties? Probably in both parties. Yeah. You see Lee what's happened it appears I think in New South Wales that the Premier's come to the conclusion because the states are also looking at the issue and I think the Premier's come to the conclusion that his inquiry, the inquiry going on in New South Wales, is going to show that New South Wales probably doesn't have the power to legislate gay marriage, that the no. states probably don't, have, probably don't have the power. So if the states go through with a bill, it's likely to end up in the High Court. 
And that would mean that many uh, state members would say, oh, that's all too tricky and nasty. We won't vote for the bill because of that. So I think the Premier has shifted it to the federal level. Remind us how the federal parliament voted on this last year and if there was a conscience vote in both Labor and Coalition party rooms after the next election, how would that vote change? Well, look, there wasn't a conscience vote for the uh, Liberal National Party last year. No. And uh, the matter was uh, substantially defeated. I don't have the numbers, but, you know, comfortably defeatedly. Mm. And so what will happen is that if there's a conscience vote uh, come after this election, you know, there's a real sense that the numbers will be closer and perhaps, uh, you know, they'll get the numbers that they need in the lower house. So for the uninitiated, we should explain a conscience vote. You just leave it up to the individual member of parliament and the party doesn't lock you into a vote that you must take. That's right. And the interesting thing is the National Party, certainly uh, in New South Wales, the National Party today is not as seen as being as uh, Christian or as religious, as you, if you like, as the Liberal Party. So many people think the National Party would be one that would vote no. That's not necessarily the uh, case. And so it's really, really unclear what would happen uh, if this uh, matter came again before the uh, Federal Parliament, as it will after this election. But as you said, Lee, you know, every, every member should be asked how they're going to vote because it's clear there will be a conscience vote. Uh, Tony Abbott's not guaranteeing that that won't be the case after this election. So if that's the case, everyone's entitled to find out from their local federal member and senator how they will vote. And it's only questions like that. It's only if churches and people uh, opposed to uh, gay marriage stand up. It's only if we express ourselves that uh, this will not be the, uh, become law. And as you say, the dominoes... Uh, will start to fall. How do you rate the significance of the language that this is, in uh, the eyes of many people, marriage equality now, not gay marriage? And as I said, how can a politician vote against equality? Well, look, I think people like Patrick Parkinson, Professor of Law at the University of Sydney, have really put the death knell to that discussion. They've said, in Australia, most people in gay relationships have all the rights that anybody has in a heterosexual relationship. This is not about human rights, and it's not about uh, the human dignity and human worth of people. They have the same rights with respect to inheritance, and they have the same rights with respect to pensions and the like. It's a question of how we define marriage, and whether marriage, according to our culture and heritage, is between a male and a female. And as Patrick Parkinson says, the debate is really like trying to declare a rose a daffodil. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's a change of definition of marriage. It's not about equality. Equality's already there. I hate beating up on the media. Not, I hasten to say, because I'm in the media, I can be as critical as anybody because I know um, much more than many people about how the media works, and, and a lot of it I don't like. But it's, but it's easy for people to just kind of beat up on the media. But it is a question that I'd like to put to you. How do you see the media's coverage of this, Ross? Look, I think the media's coverage at the moment is very much saying that those who don't support gay marriage are some sort of antiquated person, you know, they really belong to, uh, you know, yesteryear. And the media is very much in support of uh, gay marriage. So I think the only thing that's going to change this, Lee, is clear uh, signs from church people and uh, people who oppose gay marriage to actually demonstrate see their local member, to force the media to see that this is a groundswell of opinion that doesn't support this. Uh, 
Are there enough people who will honestly and truthfully represent that groundswell as opposed to those in support of gay marriage who can be very loud in their support of their issue and pretty tough? Well, I think that's going to be decided, isn't it? Uh, it's the extent that uh, people are prepared to uh, see the local member, express that, uh, perhaps be a part of uh, positive demonstrations, expressing the uh, sanctity of marriage between a male and a female, what that means, that's our culture and our heritage. And, Lee, I find it interesting, the media don't pick this up. You know, New Zealand is the 13th nation, but we're being told to direct our eyes to Asia. That's our future. That's where we need to make representation. How many nations in Asia do we think are going along the path of gay marriage? Yes. Name one. Yeah. I mean, that's not our part of the world is not heading in that direction. Have you, as uh, president of the Council of Churches, been engaging much with politicians? And if so, what's their posture? What kind of mood do you pick up from them? Well, we had the privilege of actually meeting with the Premier only a couple of weeks ago on this and other issues. So... Um, the Premier, I think, uh, made it very clear that uh, he supported a conscience vote in New South Wales Parliament. But he also, I think, made it very clear that uh, legally he thought there were great problems at a state level, um, you know, getting this law enacted because, uh, you know, the legal opinion is divided at best and it appears to be a federal issue. I think the Premier has made it fairly clear over a period of time that uh, his support is more towards the gay marriage situation. And, Lee, I, I think uh, if you have honest discussions with your local member, you can get a sense of where they stand. I think people are now declaring their position. And I think we need to do that, and we need to decide whether we're prepared to say this is an election issue. Ross, what's the argument that you'd be urging people to put to the politicians about why sh they should hold the line against gay marriage? Well, I think it's about our culture and heritage, isn't it, Lee? I mean, it's about who we are as a nation. It's about how we understand family, what's best for family, uh, you know, what are the models that we really think are best of, for raising children. Um, you know, it's not uh, a perfect society, but it's best. It's a, it's a male and a female. They're the best models for raising a family for, for children. It's our culture. It's our heritage. And there are certain lines in the sand, Lee, and once you cross over them, you start to ask, well, you know, are we now basically abandoning our Judeo-Christian heritage and really moving to a secular kind of society? And do we want that as a nation? I mean, this is really a very significant time for us to decide as a nation. I mean, are we a nation that's going to hold on to some very basic values about what marriage best looks like, how children are best raised, what emphasis we want to give in the schools and the like? You know, we're at the moment fighting in New South Wales uh, in you know in education, whether it's okay to say that um, uh, heterosexual relationships are normal, uh, you know it's it's timely I think for people to decide that this has you know real ramifications for how we view ourselves as a nation. Ross Clifford, thanks very much indeed for joining us on Open House. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.